I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Views and opinions expressed by those involved in the show are their own and do not necessarily reflect the views held by the Newbie Guide to Sweden. Och välkomna tillbaka to the Newbie Guide to Sweden podcast. My name is Shiona, I am your host and actually this episode is the final episode of the first season of this podcast. Oh my god, it all went so quick. We are coming up to the height of summer now. Midsummer is next week and soon most of us will be heading off somewhere other than our homes to make the most of this beautiful but often too short season. We would love to hear where you guys will be spending your midsummer this year. So please tag us at the Newbie Guide to Sweden in your Instagram stories and let us know how you'll be spending it. Me, I'll be doing something a little different this year. I'll actually be spending midsummer at a wedding in the Stockholm archipelago. I've never spent midsummer like this before, but I am quietly confident I will end up just as drunk. To finish off the season, I thought I'd do something a little different for you all and interview a newbie who has only just arrived here in Sweden. Literally, he got off the plane at Arlanda Airport five weeks ago. He is so fresh to Sweden. He doesn't know anything. And I thought it would be really fun to capture this moment and this stage of his journey with Sweden because we've all been here. And the other amazing thing is this newbie is also a really good friend of mine. So because we're so close, I could also force him to try certain Swedish foods and make fun of him trying to pronounce Swedish words. So hopefully you really enjoy this chat between Josh and myself and maybe it even takes you back to the time you first moved to Sweden. So sit back and relax and enjoy this final episode of season one of the Newbie Guide to Sweden podcast. First off, an announcement about a newbie you have met before on this show. We started off this season of the Newbie Guide to Sweden podcast at Nina's Hum, specifically Nina's Hum's Ongbriggeri, where we met the head beer brewer, Andrew. Well, the news is that Andrew is just about to partake in the Vattenrunden this weekend. Vattenrunden, for those who don't know, is a 315-kilometre bike riding event which goes around Lake Vatten, Sweden's second largest lake. 
The first Vattenrunden was held in 1966 with only 334 cyclists, but today the event attracts somewhere between 22 and 28,000 cycling enthusiasts. I wanted to quickly check in with Andrew just to see how he was feeling leading up to the race. Very excited uh, this year. This is my first year. When I first heard about Vatten, uh, I thought 316 kilometres is a little bit crazy. But then I found out that you can also get a start time in the evening and it rides through the night. And that's when I jumped at it. Like watching a six hour sunset in the cool summer air. That's what I kind of pictured. So hopefully the weather gods are nice and that's what I get. It sounds beautiful, but also slightly mad. But apparently when it comes to being a bit mad, Andrew is in good company. Even my elderly neighbour has done it six times on her town bike uh, when she was younger. And as far as being worried whether you can do it or not, um, I got told another story about the real hero of Vattenrunden, which is a 76-year-old that's ridden every single Vattenrunden and he's worked out his little pattern now. Now what he does is he parks his caravan halfway around Vatten, around the course, and he stops and sits there in the sunshine and eats seal and batatas. Classic Swedish. How gorgeous. Vattenrunden is crazy hard all by itself, but it is also part of the Swedish classic circuit if you're extra, extra, extra nuts. Now, the Swedish Classic is four endurance events peppered throughout the year that you need to complete within a 12-month period. One event is Vettenrunden, of course. One is the Vassaloppet, which is a 90-kilometre cross-country ski race that I spoke about in episode two. One other one is a 30-kilometre trail run called Liedingaloppet. And the other one is Vansbrosimningen, which is a three-kilometre open-water swimming race. But unlike some of the other events, Vattenrunden is not held as a race. About the race a little bit more, it's, it's, it's not a race as such. I should stop calling it that. It's, it's more an achievement. There can't be a winner of Vatten. Uh, it's just an achievement that you've done it like many Swedish activities are. Andrew, mate, we're all rooting for you. You're going to be great. and We're looking forward to hearing how you go. Hopefully you can sit down afterwards. <laughs> but before Andrew heads off on his crazy adventure, if you're interested in maybe doing the Vattenrunden yourself, here is some healthy advice from Andrew. You don't need a crazy race bike, but it helps for the speed, of course. Uh, I think the more important thing is comfy. I've got a very comfy bike. Mine's not a race bike this year. I'm riding more like a gravel bike that's got slick tires on it, but it's comfy as hell. I can sit in it all day. There's, there's plenty of food as well as drink stops, toilets along the way. Don't worry about that. I will mention you do need to register the year before. Um, <laughs> maybe it's so that you really, really, really want to do it and you need to work towards it. But you, I think I signed up in October or November last year. So you, if you are thinking about doing it next year, then uh, jump on the website and have a look and see what you need to do and when you need to sign up because it needs to be a planned kind of event. But yeah. In other news, maybe you've noticed some weird behaviour around your city these last few weeks. 
thing to do with a lot of young people, a lot of noise, a lot of sailor hats and big trucks with loud music and screaming and drinking and generally youngsters being quite loose and unswedish. Well, what you are experiencing is part of Studenten. Studenten is high school graduation and it is a huge rite of passage for teenage Swedes. The celebrations of Studenten are pretty traditional, they're massive and kind of the same in every city. Graduating students have a ceremony at their school which includes a traditional running out of their school's auditorium. It's called an utspring and they run out whilst their parents and family members watch and cheer them into adulthood. It's quite common for a student's family to make a big placard of the graduating student featuring an embarrassing photo of them when they were younger. There's also traditional songs they sing, including a Swedish version of For He's a Jolly Good Fellow. But instead of the English words, the kids sing... We had target student, then for we had target student, then for we had target student, then we found the we I brought, which basically means for we have graduated, for we have graduated, for we have graduated. God damn, we're great. Kids are usually sporting what looks like a sailor's hat, and this style of hat has actually been worn traditionally for ages. The hat often has the student's name and their high school embroidered on it. And kids will often get their classmates to write the messages on the inside of their hat, which they wear all day during the celebrations. After the school ceremony and the running out bit, the studenten procession takes place. And this is where kids squeeze onto the trays of large trucks or tractors and drive slowly throughout their town. The tractors are usually decorated with birch branches and balloons and often large sheets with text or slogans or their school year is written on them. Students dance, celebrate, drink, play loud music, scream and generally lose their young little minds whilst the truck is honking its horn. It's truly bizarre but wonderful. And while there are usually a couple of student-related accidents that do happen, usually consisting of a drunk 18-year-old tumbling off their truck. So far, it's not enough to stop the celebrations from occurring every year. It's also quite common for families to have their own private celebrations for their graduating child. And this is where other friends and relatives can come and celebrate them individually. So don't be surprised if some of your Swedish colleagues need to leave work a little early during this time because of a student ferande for someone they know. So next... Oh, sorry. Oh, would you look at that? It's another text message from the one and only Anna Banana. What does he say? Tell the podcast... Okay, he wants me to tell you all a fun fact about Studenten. Well, I'm actually not that surprised given that Arna Banana used to be a school teacher before he retired. Did you know that between 1600 and 1968, the day of Studenten was marked by a big important examination that would take place at the school? 
Ooh, no, we didn't know that, Anna. After the exam, students who passed got to run out of the school auditorium to meet their parents and relatives. Those who failed the exam had to go out the back door, leaving their relatives disappointed and wondering what happened. (laughs) In 1968, all schools stopped this exam and so the day became a celebration for all students. And that's where the traditional running out of the school auditorium came from. Well, as always, Anna Banana is treating us with Swedish historical pearls of wisdom. Thanks a lot, Anna Banana. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. And now, my newbie friends, it's time to meet a brand new newbie and my mate, Josh. He and I go way back and I popped around to his new apartment in Stockholm to chat to him about his take on Sweden, having only moved here a few weeks ago. Enjoy. (laughs) Right, let's get into it, let's get into it, let's get into it. We are having London in Stockholm. <laughs> we are South London. South London, mate. Yeah, you're Southern Londoner. Yeah. Born and bred. Born and bred. Yes. This is Josh, Joshua Philp. Very good friend of mine. This is a huge treat for me because this never happens. When you're the person who moves to another country, you don't know anyone. You're starting from scratch. And then now, six years in, one of my best mates has moved here. From London. <laughs> and it's special for you because, I mean, who moves countries and has a mate here already? So lucky. You're so lucky. I'm so excited for this. <laughs> Nervous, excited, but yeah. It's going to be great. But this you've been listening to this before you moved here, Every single you? episode. <laughs> this was like, this podcast was the nice kind of warm introduction to what to expect when I move here. Nice. It got me really excited to move here. Good. I'm so glad. First, Josh, I mean, you know, we should probably explain us, our relationship, mm. because we've known each other for, I think it's about... Well, what did we say when I saw you in the band with Duke Jackson? Well, I was living in London between 2014 and 2016, and I think I met you about halfway through. Yeah. So maybe since 2015. So about six, seven years. Seven years! <laughs> Time flies. <laughs> You're married. I'm here. I know! Who would have thought? Seven years ago we met each other. I was singing in your mate's band. Yeah. That we'd be sitting across your dining room table in Stockholm, Sweden, having both moved here. It's crazy. It's crazy. But Josh, you now, as of 
How many weeks ago now? Five and counting. I mean, I wanted to interview you anyway because you're a dear friend. But I also wanted to interview you because you're at this precious time. Mm. You're so new to Sweden and you've moved in May. So you, you don't know anything yet. I know nothing. <laughs> And when you prepped me, did a little bit of an intro, what to expect. Mm. My heart sunk, couldn't I've now got to do this pronunciation. Because <laughs> that's it, that laugh. That's what I get every time I try and speak <laughs> when I'm ordering coffee. But you do try, you try to speak. Yeah. 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 Oh, I'm a Oh, we're good, Josh. It's good that you're, that you're trying. But tell, tell me, why did you move to Sweden? What brought you here? It was a combination of things. Early last year, I broke up with my ex. Mm. And I was kind of floating around in London, not really doing an awful lot. Then Brexit happened, and the country was kind of just going a bit, bit of a sad space. Mm. And I was in a bit of a sad space as well. Mm. And it was just a perfect time for me to start looking for greener pastures. Mm. And then I messaged you mm. in Christmas, New Year time, and you said, mate come on over so I did <laughs> so in January first week of January when I got back from Spain for spending Christmas and New Year there I applied for some jobs and the first job I applied for I got the job it took three months of visa process and yeah. a lot of strain and worry yeah and a lot of like the interview process yeah. was quite grueling yeah it was yeah. quite intense mm. and I was keeping you updated yeah literally every step of the way I feel like I was going for this job as well yeah <laughs> I kept you updated and it was I was oh, so 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 happy mm. when I got the job and it's that, such a good job so who are you working for so I'm working for a household name in Sweden yes. it's a high-end fashion company some of you may have heard of it it's called Acne Studios. Acne Studios, yes. Yeah. So and what are you got... doing for them? Well, I'm looking at the stores internationally and looking to make them better from an aesthetic level. Mm. From a maintenance perspective and an aesthetic level. Mm. And you're in charge of all the stores around the world? From South Korea to San Francisco, yeah. My God. Yeah, it's a lot. So you're doing a lot of travel, but you're based in Stockholm because of yep. Swede, the yep. brand is obviously Swedish, so this is where everything happens. Exactly. Yes. Exact. Exact. Precis. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying. I really have felt for a long time, ever since I moved here, that you would really yeah. belong here. And it's not been that difficult a transition. Everyone has been super friendly, mm. which is not what I initially was expecting. Yeah, so let's talk about that. Because first and foremost, I mean, I think you are aware that your transition here has been particularly good. Not mm, everyone has such lucky. a smooth transition. No. You know, the way you got your visa is a work mm. visa. So you, you had to have the job before you got here. Thanks, Brexit. Yeah, thanks for that, Brexit. Now you're like Australia. Cheers, Boris. Things very hard now to get bloody anywhere. <laughs> That's what you got to look forward to. Um, but um, a lot of people move here and don't have a job for a year, yeah. sometimes longer. Um, but you've had a really smooth run job-wise and apartment-wise and stuff. But Everything. what were you expecting from Sweden before moving here? I was expecting... I knew the city was very cosmopolitan. I knew it was very modern and liberal in the way that they're thinking. Mm. One thing I wasn't expecting was the warmth from the natives. Okay. And that's something that I was 
braced for a little bit of a chilly atmosphere with regards to meeting new friends and mm. breaking down barriers. Mm-hmm. I was expecting a bit more of a frosty and sort of a, I've got to, got to warm up to these guys because mm. the winters are long and they're also as cold as the winters. <laughs> but that's not the case. Mm. Everyone mm. has been so welcoming mm. and so pleasant. Have you, have you made a lot of Swedish friends then already? Or Yeah, I've got a, a handful. Mm. Um, but with regards to just in the professional world, mm. I'm speaking to a lot of Swedish people, a lot of yeah. people um, that work for Acne. Mm. And they've just been so friendly. Yeah. Um, so willing to invite me to certain things and yeah, that's nice. just kind of welcome me into their circle. Mm. Um and I was, at a, I was at a friend's kind of leaving dude who's left the business. And they found themselves all in this circle. We were in a park, all speaking Swedish. And they all went, oh, we have, we have Josh here. <laughs> and they just acknowledged that I was there. And I was more than happy to sit and listen. Yeah. So I was just sitting there just with a nice little smile. Mm. And then they acknowledged me and said, no, that's, we've, got, we've got an Englishman here. That's mm. I was like I wasn't expecting it. So it was, and so they all really changed yeah, to speaking English too. Yeah, yeah. Even though I wasn't even directly involved in the conversation. Yeah, but I think I think Swedes are very good at I mean, A, they're the, the best English speaking country mm. on the planet when it comes to speaking English as a second language, mm. like officially so. Um but yeah, I think they're good at sort of being aware of, of the surroundings and, you know, acknowledging that if someone is in the sort of vicinity isn't mm-hmm. able to understand Swedish well they'll change to English yeah. and I think at the beginning that feels fun mm. um, but it'll be interesting to see if you still how you feel about that after a bit of time yeah I'm very much I like to think that I'm not a typical Brit and want to expect everyone to bend to mm. my needs and wants mm. and I want to bed into this and I want to make my time here the best that I can and that mm. means learning the language mm. I'm so determined to learn the language yes. despite my Swedish friends saying yeah that's all well and good we're probably still going to speak to you in English <laughs> from what I've discovered is they like to show off their skills yeah definitely you'll you'll find maybe that you start having unnecessarily long conversations with people at like like Ica mm. you're like mm. Just I just Please. I can leave now. And they're like, have a splendid evening and enjoy your weekend activities and yeah. enjoy. And you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Get it all out yeah. before I leave. I understand. <laughs> I've experienced that. Yeah, yeah. exactly. What you're talking about. You're just been saving that. Just one tell me to bog off, mate. Yeah. <laughs> tell me to I've bog off. Got my goods. <laughs> exactly. Um, okay, so that was going to be one of my questions. Was do you think Swedes are friendly? And your impression at the moment is that. Yes. Thus far. Thus far, they are friendly. They're not frosty. Yeah, but mm. I think also I've been in a bit of an acne bubble. Yeah, well. sure. I've yeah. only been here five weeks. Yes. Time will tell. Time will tell, exactly. And that's why we're doing this, because I think it's fun to sort of capture mm. what your impressions and feelings are now and to then revisit them and see if you still feel that way. Mm-hmm. Have you noticed, like, any really big differences between London life and Stockholm life? For example, food in the grocery store. Is there any sort of differences? Um, yeah, if we're speaking about food, the palate, the Swedish palate, is something I will take some getting to used to. Oh, really? The Swedes love salt. 
And when I say salt, that's a broad term. Salty fish. Someone asked me if I wanted a licorice the other day. Yeah. Why would I want a licorice? Because it's got salt in it. Yeah, salty licorice. I, fa- I just find the whole... I'm not. I don't have that palate. But <laughs> these guys go wild for it. Oh, mate. Do you know that the level of salt on the salty licorice yeah. is beyond what is regulated for the EU. But but because Sweden is one of, you know, it's not a poor country. They no. were like, listen, we can join the EU, but we're keeping our salty licorice and our snooze. Otherwise, we're not fucking joining. I mean, I'm talking to you now with a snooze in my mouth. You're snoozing? Mm-hmm. What the fuck? When did that happen? I told you I'm bedding in quickly. My God. Embrace the culture and the nicotine. That took five weeks? Yeah. <laughs> Okay, Sorry. but full disclosure though, when you moved here, you were you were vaping. Yeah. Snooze is hardcore. I've got a tropical one in at the moment. Oh, is it flavoured? Is mm. it? Oh, is it like a Hawaiian? It's like yeah. a, it's like a kid's snooze. <laughs> if kids snooze it, right. Don't, don't try this at home, kids. The kids are hardcore in Sweden. They um, snooze from the age of three. Yeah, I found that vaping's not a thing. Where in London, it's like... Mm that's a thing that they do in London. Mm. And that's something I had to adapt to because no one does that. No one really smokes. Well, the people in my circle don't smoke. Yeah. They snooze because it's a bit more social. Well, you don't have to go outside. Cl- yeah, yeah, you're not blowing a cloud of smoke in someone's face. You can snooze anywhere. So, yeah, I wanted to, I needed to adapt to that because I think I was a bit of a an outlier in... Yeah, sure. Because plumes of clouds following yeah. me. Yeah, yeah. Because I guess like vaping is the same as smoking here, right? You can't. Yeah. You have to go out in the smoking yeah. section. Yeah. And like, there's not very many places you can smoke in Stockholm anyway. It's not cool. It's not cool to smoke in it's Sweden. Not, no. And especially when you can snooze. Yeah. You can just put your ravioli pillow <laughs> under your lip and go nuts. <laughs> exact. But the first time you snoozed, did you get a massive head spin? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I did, yeah. yeah. thought I was going to pass out. Yeah. I had I a friend saw... who tried and vomited. Yeah. So <laughs> I saw, I just saw this random guy. I was on. I was waiting for... I was at the metro and I was waiting for a train. I saw someone, a guy I was sat next to. He yeah. just put it in. I said, what's that, mate? You did? Yeah. <laughs> he would have probably thought you were going to rob him. <laughs> he didn't say anything. He just passed me his little tray of snooze. Yeah. And these little black clouds of death. And... <laughs> And it took my head off. I couldn't... He got up. (laughs) Got up like a shot. Got on the metro and I had to... I waited. I missed two trains. (laughs) Waiting to come back Because I didn't want to stand up. No. Because if I stood up, I would have felt... Did you keep it in there? No, I tossed it. Because I was like, what on earth is this? Is this legal? It burns as well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that was an experience. Yeah. Still doing it though. <laughs> yeah, I know it didn't put you off. No, but but are, yours, are yours white? Yeah. Yeah, they're the much yeah. much white. So the one you tried was black. Yeah. No, that it was, was like smoking a pack of twenty cigarettes in one little death pillow. Thought <laughs> <laughs> all my teeth were going to drop that, out that second. I remember that feeling because sometimes I snooze. I think it's a bit fun. And like yeah. when you get a, a light one, you yeah. snoozing's great. Yeah. It's a little bit of a buzz. It's nice. But I had a friend of Victor's. So I remember we were out one summer's day at a park having a barbecue and Ibbe had snooses and he's hardcore. And I was like, give me a snooze. And even he said, oof. Yeah, go easy. Are you sure? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Same thing. And it, but the burning, <sighs> I was like, I'm going to have a hole in my mouth. Yeah. And it, oof. 
It's it's not switching it off. And people do it all day. Yeah. The worst, don't do this. The worst is when you get to double snoozing. Whoa. Two. Like oh no. No no no. Don't don't be that guy. No. And don't ever <laughs> take them out like this, holding them. Oh my leg. god. <laughs> I had an, a colleague who would do that. He'd just pull his lip open and let them fall into his own personal, like, waste paper <laughs> bin. That's horrific. Just for his snooze. And you're just like, dude. No. Dude. That's not acceptable. It's not all right. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> so there's levels. <laughs> there's snooze etiquette that you need to... Your okay. <laughs> okay, so the palette thing. Well, speaking of a palette thing... Mm. I have bought reinforcements in here. Have you ha ever had Lurs Gouldis? No. These are the, you know, in, a, in our Ica, Josh and I live yeah. around the corner from each other. We, we share the same Ica. We share the same Ica. And you know around the, when you're walking and you turn around and there's this wall yes. of candy. Yes. And you get the little scoops. Yeah. And you can pick and mix. Yep. Have you ever done that? No. Okay. I avoid it like the plague because I know I'll just keep going back because I've got, <laughs> I've got the worst sweet tooth. And you have um, a whole bag of this them. Is, this is a tiny bag. This, this is, is a little bag of less goodies. This is a little bag of heaven. Little bag here. And, I, and, you know, I picked some things that I know you'll like. Okay. And then I picked some classics okay. that I thought you should try mm -hmm. if you haven't already. Oh, and I won't um, say no. excuse fingers, but I, I found an extra salty. Oh, you're so kind. An extra the, salty. The non EU regulated. What is that? <laughs> So these, this is the, you know, the little black discs that have an S printed on them. That's it's not like, black. But this one is grey because it's so <laughs> coated and compacted with salt. And I just want you to try this and see. I'm actually nervous. Just see how that one goes. Just shove it in. Mm hmm Oh. <laughs> oh. Oh my God. Is it salty? It's so bad. <laughs> That one was a bad one. Wow. Yeah. I can't even taste the licorice. But it's just taste, no. I could just taste the sea. But children, eat this. Children. Helvetta. Helvetta. <laughs> oh, it's just so bad. It's so salty, isn't it? Here, wash it down with, um, here, you can wash it down with a plop. A plop is a, is a very... I need, to, I need to swallow this in order to have the plop. Yeah, you can't spit it out. Come no. on, be a man. Swallow now it. I've got the licorice and now it's getting better. It. Yeah. I mean, when you get to the licorice, it's nice. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's agreeable. <laughs> right. Oh. Oh, this is a bit more up my street there. Yeah. Mmm. Chocolate, mm. caramel, plop. Classic. Good, right? Perfect. That's a classic. It's just when, this is what happens when you don't add salt. Yeah. You get nice things. You get... <laughs> I'm going for another. Yeah, get in there. I think that's the thing with less good is, though, is that you need to mix... You need to mix... The palettes up. Mm, mm. Here. Fantastic. I love fizzy pops, which Likewise. is the blue and pink yeah, ones. Yeah. But actually, this one is a close second. This one here. Uh -huh. This is licorice mixed with with raspberry. It is a little bit salty. Of course, it's licorice. But it's like. But, uh -huh. but okay. Give that a go. That's uh -huh. great. It's fucking great. It's fucking great. Don't hold a lot of salt again. It is. <laughs> okay, I need a big, big glass of water after this is done. <laughs> Mm. Yeah, this is good. That one's good. Mm -hmm. That one's yeah. good. Yeah, that's another classic. Why is the wall of sweets such a big thing over here? They just—they've got a big sweet tooth. Yeah, and it's—and you know what? It's in every single grocery store. Mm. There mm. is a less good is. It means loose sweets. Mm. 
Um, but not. with less goodies, mm. there's also this sort of unwritten laws, well, rules of less goodies. Oh. You can't have less goodies on like a Tuesday or a Wednesday. Well, no, it's just not. That's just not cricket. It's like Lerdag's goodies or Friedag's goodies. It's like a Friday or a Saturday okay. night thing. Okay. You'll notice at our Ica, yeah. on a Friday and Saturday, that wall of sweets. Okay. Car Empty. crash. Yeah, it's absolutely. But on a Monday, they back. won't go anywhere. I'm going back. Yeah, get in there. I bet the dentists do well over there. <laughs> <laughs> With this and Fika. <laughs> Um, while you're picking away there, mm. I want to know what are your impressions or comparisons on the work culture oh. here versus the work culture in London? Well, I think it's probably a good way to discuss the London culture. Um, and the culture is you don't leave your desk. That's <laughs> as simple as that. You, mm. You're there for nine hours, you get paid for eight, but you work through that because yeah. you're very charitable in London. Mm. You work through that hour for free. Mm. You have your lunch at your desk. You you very much work hard, but, but you also play hard. But that soon leaves a toll on yourself because mm. there's not much time to do anything else except sleep and then repeat. Yeah. Um, and that's I, I noticed that immediately here is that... Well, the, the first thing my boss said to me was, you know, I don't care what hours you do as long as you do your job. Yeah. And he gave me so much more freedom mm. to just get on with what I need to do. Whereas I think there's there's a huge culture in London that you've just got to just graft for nine mm. hours and mm. you've got a 100% output mm. for the whole time. And mm. that's just not possible. We all need to decompress, even in the working day. Yeah. Go for a walk and clear your head yeah. if you have like a tough meeting or a difficult conversation. Yeah. And that's something over here that's just blow me away and not only that but now I've got so much more time back yeah in my life because London's geographically a different city mm. Stockholm's much smaller mm. I walked to work in 20 minutes and I couldn't have dreamed of doing that in London yeah exactly so not only that but I've got so much more time but yeah my manager and the culture is you do your job and you can leave and do whatever you need to do and mm. take an hour lunch and they encourage that like there is a rule that like the handbook for my company is that you don't have lunch at your desk. You're not allowed to do it. Mm. And it encourages you to discuss, to talk to your colleagues and just mm. sit down, get away from things for an hour. And mm. so nice and that, that they actually encourage that. Mm. Um, How have you gone with allowing that sort of more relaxed culture to get into your life? Because it's hard. I found yeah, it I'm still. I think I'm still... I'm so, I'm, I'm doing half and half, so mm. I'm taking my hours lunch, but I'm also coming in early still. Because <laughs> <laughs> you know you have to take an hour break. I don't, yeah, yeah. So I, it's I still can't can't shift that yeah. that that kind of workaholic mentality, and mm. I had to ask my team whether I should take my laptop home with me because that's what I did in London. Yeah, I was never not working. Yeah, I was always like checking my emails on my phone, and I was always I had my laptop and. On a Sunday morning or whatever, I'll just send a few emails. Yeah. But you just don't switch off. Mm. At least here, it's you can just so easily switch off, which is just, I guess that's one of the reasons why this is one of the happiest countries in the world. Do you feel a difference in your body now that you're able to switch off? I can't tell you how much more happier I am yeah. living here. And I'm so much more 
uh, relaxed. Mm. When I go into work, I'm more relaxed. Whereas like London, you're on a tube, yes. packed tube, yes. smelling your mate's armpit. <laughs> and you're already tense by the time you got into the office. Yeah. And then you marry that with you're stuck to your desk. Mm. It doesn't, it's not a cohesive environment for productivity mm. where it's here it's mm. you do have that flexibility to mm. have that freedom and then if you want to come in at 10 the next day you can and mm. no one no one will bat an eyelid yeah i haven't done that yet i'm terrified <laughs> but you know you can you know i will choose not to <laughs> yeah i'm still i'm still that takes that will take some time <laughs> um but yeah no, the, the work-life balance here is incredible um yeah Oh, that's good, yeah. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> Cola ghost. I'm 31 years old and I'm eating Pick-A-Mix. <laughs> what I used to do when I was like six in Woolworth. You know what you're going to be doing next weekend? You're going to be at Ica with your little scoop and your little paper bag and you're going to be feeling that shit up, mate. Mm. <laughs> Booking an appointment with my dentist at the same time. <laughs> next time you go to your dentist, back, sorry, I discovered less good. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, they're just going to be racking up the money. <laughs> Why is it going to be lighting up? <laughs> now, I have got a game. Mm-hmm. I want you to guess what these things are. I mean, most of them are in Swedish. Yeah. It's okay if you don't know what they are, but I want you to guess sure. based on the sound of the word. Okay. Tell me what you think an afterwork is. It's an English word that the Swedes use, but it's actually not a word in English. But it's a noun in Swedish. An afterwork. Is something you do after work with your colleagues? Bra, bra, yes. They bra. usually call it an avia, which is A-W. See, um, I'm slightly cheating. Why? Did you do an Because I've work? been invited to one next Thursday. But that's perfect! So I've had a head start. Good. Well, I, was, I would be surprised if you didn't know what an after work is. Yeah. You've been here for five weeks and yeah. you've got a very sociable workplace. Yeah. So, yeah. very important thing. So. Alright, next word is, what do you think a tvetstuga is? It's a very important word. That's the laundry room. Ah, bro, your buds. Have you used a Tvatstuga yet? No, because I have one. I haven't. I'm, I'm blessed with a washing machine in my apartment. Do you have any idea how lucky you are? You don't know how lucky you no, are. No, I don't. You don't understand. Well, I do, because I'm paying a lot of money for this bloody place. Yeah. <laughs> now, you want to have I want a machine, my money's mate. worth. But Tvatstuga, yeah. I mean, for you to not have to use your Tvatstuga is insane. The no, booking no, no. system scares me too much. There's a weird board that looks like something from like an old gentleman's billiards room. And you've got like a peg system and it's all very complicated. It's all very... You just put your peg in when you want it. Right. The crazy thing is everyone just trusts each other and they just and you respect the peg. You know where I'm from. I know where you're from. No one trusts anyone in London. I'm I've got trust issues. I believe you. I'm Australian. We're your convict version. Yeah, yeah you're the naughty though. That's what blew my mind a lot. How much people trust... My Tvetstuga system, everyone's got a slightly different mm, system. Mm. I haven't seen yours, but I think yours is the peg system. Mm, so it it's just holes with yeah. times and you just put it in there mm-hmm. and people just don't move your peg. And they just go, all right, number okay. 3A is doing... Okay. Ours is a, a piece of paper and oh. you just write your surname in okay. with a pencil. And oh. there's an eraser there. They just leave... Like, no one rubs each other's names out. Incredible. It's incredible. It's yeah, I've got, to, I've got to use that sooner rather than later because winter is coming. Yeah. And I won't be able to dry my dirty laundry out on the uh, balcony. 
But Tvet Stuger is like a it's a it's a big part of life. Like yeah. some people will not be able to make dinner plans with you because they're like, sorry, I have I have Tvet Stuger. I can't make it. I know it's your birthday, but mind. I have Tvet Stuger. You don't understand. Like, it's important. What happened? I swallowed my swallowed my thing. I swallowed you, my snooze. No, you didn't. <laughs> yeah. No, you didn't. I was like, it was definitely in my mouth at one point. Oh, because you've been eating gourds. It's gone. You swallowed your snooze? Yeah. <laughs> Didn't even realise. Fuck! <laughs> no, really? Yeah. Oh shit, what happens if you swallow a snooze? Don't know, we'll find out in probably about 10 or so minutes. I think it's okay. The listeners are in for a treat. <laughs> <laughs> your this is the face. real newbie guides to yeah. <laughs> In real time. Rookie mistake, don't <laughs> snooze and eat gourdies. <laughs> So it was it was in there at one point. No, it was there. Yeah. You didn't take Gone. it out? You didn't put it somewhere? No. Yeah, I put it in my in my gut. You're gonna shit a snooze. Yeah. A snooze poop. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, well. We should look no. up what happens when you swallow. Oh, you can't be the first person to swallow it. Yeah. Okay. You'll be fine. Yeah. You've eaten worse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so um moving on. I'm gonna write this word down. Aha! What I do you see. think this word, how do you think it's pronounced? <laughs> if you were an English person, how would you say this word? Slut. And, and what do you think it means? I think it, well, I know what it means in the UK. However, I... <laughs> yes? But in, the, in Sweden, I believe it's something to do with... Um, quantity of something, or I saw 30 slut earlier. <laughs> and I thought, I, you're like, I'm in heaven. I thought, great. I needed to take a photo and put it on Instagram. I thought, that's probably not, that's probably not advisable. Um, no, salute s- yeah. means end. Oh. It's the end. Okay. So, like, you can ask a friend, Ner slutaru yobba. Like, oh. when do you finish? Working okay, and and your machines, yeah. they have like a slute, oh. program slute, okay, which means the program's over. Right at the end of Finding Nemo, no, Finding Dory, the Swedish version. Yeah, it's this beautiful like that. You know, Dory's back. <laughs> you know, all the friends are here. The happy music <laughs> is playing, and they softly pan out, and the bubbles are rising, and the sun is coming through the ocean, and then this word comes up, slute. <laughs> It's wildly hilarious. Naughty Dory. Naughty Dory, just <laughs> slut. And it's really just hum, just really wholesome. That's so good. <laughs> so yes, salute means okay. finish. Um, what do you think this word means? <gasps> That's an acknowledgement as you're talking that they want you to carry on talking. Yes, it's like a yeah. 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 Mm. I've started to do it. You have? Yeah. You inhaled? Yeah, I saw someone do it and I just copied. As the conversation was kind of going back and forth. Wow. And they didn't look at me like I was strange. They really just embraced yeah, embraced right. the embraced yes. the minor gasp. It was it was odd when I first experienced it because I thought I'd said something offensive. Yes. Yeah. And yes. We were just talking about the metro. What did I say? I thought my first boss did it a lot, all the time. <gasps> and I thought he had Tourette's. <laughs> like a tick. I thought he had a tick. And I was like, oh, the poor guy. I really felt sorry for him. Then I realised he's just Swedish. Yeah. And just really encouraging. <laughs> There's so many encouraging noises, though. Yeah. Yaha. 
Jaha! So, but it's so infectious. Mm. You can't, it makes sense. Yeah. It's a noise that just makes sense. It makes sense. And especially when you're learning Swedish, yeah. the language actually really does lend itself mm-hmm. to these noises. It lends itself to... <gasps> yeah. Going, it's like saying, I've done it a few times, saying the word ja. It's like an inward ja. An inward ja, exactly. Yeah. It's nice. It's nice, isn't it? It's nice to listen to it, yeah. But when you start doing it a bit, when I was in Australia, I did it a couple of times in Australia, and the same thing, the person I did it to was like, ooh. Yeah. Ooh. I can't wait to go back to the UK and go, yaha. (laughs) (laughs) Your mate's going to be like, you fucking right. Are you all right? (laughs) Have you taken anything? What are you doing over there in Sweden? <laughs> What's that ravioli doing under your lid? Yeah. Oh, now you've eaten it. Good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, what do you think this word means? Puss. Excuse me. Puss. I don't know. What does it sound like it means? It sounds like a, an English slur. <laughs> but a cute one. like Cute oh, puss. one. Puss, puss. I don't know what that means either. Okay. Puss, kiss. Oh. Puss means kiss. Oh, that's so nice. Isn't it cute? It is cute. And so often, um, like if you're calling your partner, often people will finish the call by going, puss, puss. Oh. Kiss, kiss. Okay. This has been an education. Yeah. And one more word just for fun. Um, Björn. Isn't that a person in ABBA? Yes, it is a person in Abba. There are other Bjorns as well. Uh-huh. I thought it was just one. <laughs> like Elvis. <laughs> but yeah, no, Bjorn is... Is it an actual word as well? A, it's, a, it's a name and it's a thing. Oh, okay. Mm. I want to say like something to do, like an activity. No, it's actually an animal. Oh, is it like a deer? It's not a deer. Okay. Bigger than a deer. Moose. No. <laughs> a big deer. <laughs> Bjorn. Bjorn. It's a fish. Bigger than a deer. A fish. Yeah, but a, a, <laughs> like a whale. A whale. A whale. It's not a whale. No. Oh, shit. I don't know what a Bjorn is. Bear. Oh, okay. Yeah, that actually makes sense. Yeah. Sorry, I'm, this is not great. No, that's Not good. No, it's me, very yeah. good for you. It's very good. I think now, you know, if you meet someone called Björn, that is also, they're called Bear. Okay. Yeah. So, oh. that is your word association game, um, or like your word guessing game. Thank mm. you so much. Um, and now, just for fun for me, <laughs> I'm writing down, uh, for those of you listening, I'm writing down the word for seven. And this is how it is written. And I want you to just, <laughs> just for fun for our listeners... How would you say what I've written? It's spelled S-J-U. How would you say that? Just like if you were to guess. See you. One more time. See you. Cute. <laughs> it's very good. It makes perfect sense. <laughs> Your mind is going to be blown. You know okay. how you say this word? Who? Sorry? Who? 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 It's like... You have to It just doesn't say... It just doesn't spell like that, does it? No. I'm going to write an even worse one for you right now. This is going to blow your damn mind. That's really long. Unfortunately, this is quite an important word. It's the word for nurse. So if if you ever need a nurse, Uh you're going to have to ask for this. 
How would you say this? So you got a hu, hu. Yeah. Oh, um, Shona. Okay. We've all been here, babe. Schooler. When this when this news goes through me, <laughs> I'm in trouble. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna need one. I'm gonna need this. So I really need to nail this. Yeah. I'm gonna try one more time. Go on. Wuskaturska. <laughs> I've been a padded cell after trying to say that a few times. (laughs) He's not well. So the first part of the word is the word for sick, which is hook. Okay. Hu-hu-hu-tushka. There you go. Okay. Beautiful. We'll forget that in 30 seconds. Now, your next word. You know this word. It's a name. But I want to hear how you as a Londoner say it, and then I'm going to teach you how you will need to start saying it because uh, she's Swedish and you're in Sweden. Yeah. How do you say her name today, just if you're talking about it in London? Greta Thunberg. <laughs> Greta Thunberg, that's it. I think Australia say Greta Thunberg. Greta Thunberg. Greta Thun. Greta Thunberg. Greta Thunberg, mate. <laughs> So, what have you got a paper straw for? Is your name Greta? Yeah. Oh, sorry, Greta. Sorry, Greta. Sorry, Greta. Greta's going to be real pissed. So, because she's actually a, a Swede and a Stockholmer. Yeah. Oh, um, didn't know she was a Stockholmer. Yeah, 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 yeah. Her mum is a, um, I think they live in Östermalm. Her mum is a opera singer. Oh. Mm. Greta oh. Thunberg. Oh. Because you know we spoke about it. The, the yeah. G is not a G, it's a like a, yeah. I don't really know how to say it. Greta Thunberg. Greta Thunberg. Oh, my bra! <laughs> say, say, I'm Australian. I don't know if you're saying it right, but that's how I would say it. And we'll I find out in the comments after Find this out in the comments. Post. We're going to get reamed. Yeah. Um, but there, there you go. It's Greta Thunberg. Greta Thunberg. Yeah. So when people talk about it, now you, now you know that they're talking about Greta Thunberg. Greta Thunberg. <laughs> Got a lot of time for that, girl. She's saving She's the world. She's good egg. Good egg, that Greta Thunberg. Greta Thunberg. Very good. Well, look, that is that is all I had for things I wanted you to say. I just want to, um, just because I've got you here and just sitting here five weeks into moving to Sweden, what excites you about being here? What makes you nervous about being here? Yeah. I think the language makes me nervous. They invented Why? three letters. Yeah, Why did they invent three more letters? Didn't need to be, didn't need. <laughs> just be all right with this. 20 odd, how many we got? I think we got like 26. 26, yeah. 26. That's enough. Why do you need another three? Yeah, 29, overkill. So yeah. I think that's that's the scary thing for me. Um, Westerners don't like feeling stupid. No. And I feel stupid every day I walk around these streets. Mm-hmm. I've had enough. I want to learn this language. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that's the most scary. But it's also really exciting because then it opens up a whole world of Mm. Well, a whole country. Mm. So I could just go to a midsummer's a midsummer party and be able to converse and laugh with in personal jokes and mm. 
just feel generally quite accepted as opposed to his news from London. Mm, yeah, exactly. It does It does make a huge difference yeah. when you're making an effort, definitely. So yeah, it's, it's exciting, but it's also really scary at the same yeah. time. I don't know if you'll go through this, but I went through like, it's like when you go through grieving, you have different stages, right? You have the stage one of just like, it's all exciting and yeah. it's fun and totally, you know, super grateful that people change language for yeah. you, rah, rah, rah. But then, like, yeah, you will you will get to a stage where you want people to speak Swedish, yeah. and you'll have a phase where you will not understand anything, and that is the time that I struggled with the most. Mm. That a couple of times I just started crying mm. because you feel very alienated. Yeah. But you have to go through that because you can't understand it straight away. No. So you yeah. will go through a phase where, all right, Josh, you've been here long enough. Yeah. You understand a bit. So we'll just speak Swedish and you can take it in and you will not like it. Mm. You'll feel really stupid. You will not understand it, but you just have to go through it. Yeah. You yeah. just have to go through That's it. That's a scary thing. But yeah. it's also, yeah, once you get mm. past that. Because then suddenly you start understanding them. Yeah. And you go, ooh, I got like 30% of that. Yeah. That's crazy. And then it starts to click. Yes. Yeah. So I'm excited about that. Mm. I think we've spoken about language quite a lot, but I think that's just because it's in my it's in my head at the moment. Every time I'm kind of just speaking to someone, I have to say, "Do you mind if we speak in English?" Mm. And I feel mm. really silly to end that. No, but I don't think it's bad to talk about the language. I I end up talking about the language with most people I interview because I think it is a huge part of every expat's journey here mm. and I've interviewed people who have never learned Swedish and they that's fine and I've learned people who were like it was not even an option not to learn Swedish yeah it was a necessity yeah that's how I feel yeah that's definitely how I feel mm. I think, I what did you ask me whether I'm ex- what I'm excited for in this country yeah crayfish parties Ooh. I want to eat my body weight in crayfish and drink my body weight in schnapps <laughs> This whole thing sounds utterly bizarre. It's fantastic. Utterly bizarre. A, a pie made of cheese mm. sounds horrific and really, <laughs> really quite calorific. <laughs> but I'm all for it. Oh, a crayfish pie. I do love a crayfish I don't understand pie. it, but well, I'm here for it. Because you know you're going to have midsummer. Midsummer is fantastic. Mm. So traditional, lovely. And you're going to get a lot of what happens in a crayfish party. From midsummer. Okay. But crayfish parties are sort of famously more messy. Yeah. You're gonna get hella drunk. As an Englishman, this is this is music to my ears. <laughs> Don't worry, your alcoholism is under control. Great. You're in Sweden. I can let, lo- I can let loose again. <laughs> How have you found the booze thing here, Sustainbelaget? Um, I think it's really good. You do? I love it. It's really inconvenient sometimes. <laughs> But that's why I've got a fridge full of booze now. Yeah, exactly. It makes you organised. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I like the culture here. Yeah. I like that. I don't normally drink midweek anyway. Mm. But that's also a thing that you don't really do. What, Have you picked up on that? Yeah. yeah. The circle that I've got, they don't they don't drink midweek. Yeah. You don't do that. You know, if you um, went to a Swede's house after work and you suggested having a beer you might get a weird look from someone yeah like is he all right yeah i did that so i brought some beers around to a friend's house oh well, really yeah and it was like okay and they went straight in the fridge <laughs> like it was a gift oh you didn't drink that it wasn't a bloody gift mate <laughs> 
I was gasping. Oh, shit. Oh, so I was like, oh, learning curve. <laughs> Straight away. Just bring squash. Yep. Well, Joshua, it has been a pleasure and a privilege to sit here and talk about Sweden with you. I wonder what you'll be doing in six months from now. Six months from now, what will be in like... It'll be December 10, Fuck. six months from now. Hmm. Oh. I wonder how you'll be. I'm going to take such good care of you. you. In six months from now, I think you'll be a, just a pillar of health. Flourishing. Fla- blossoming in your little greenhouse. <laughs> Thank you very much for having me. Thanks for being here. It's been lovely talking to you. Um, and, you know, if people want to follow Josh, if they want to, if you guys want to get to know Josh, connect with him, I'll put his Instagram in the show notes. Um, and you can get to know him more. And, yeah, thanks again for talking to me, darling. Pleasure. My fabulous newbie friends, I hope you've enjoyed this episode and this first season of the Newbie Guide to Sweden podcast. It has been a complete joy creating and producing this podcast for you all and I'm so thrilled so many of you have been enjoying it. Never fear, the Newbie Guide to Sweden podcast does not end here. We will be returning with season two later on, featuring more amazing and interesting newbies and visits to different parts of this beautiful country. Please let us know your thoughts on the podcast. Maybe you are a person who would love to be part of an episode, or perhaps you know someone interesting that we should get in touch with. Or you just want to say hi. (laughs) Whatever your reason, we would love to hear from you. So hit us up on the Newbie Guide to Sweden Instagram, which is at the Newbie Guide to Sweden, or the Facebook group. You can also feel free to say hi to me on Instagram, at my Shiona. Thank you for listening to us and thank you to all of the guests we've had this season. Andrew and Astrid from episode one, where we talked about beer, research and ice swimming in Nina's Hum. Uh, Fair from episode two, where we talked about Gamla Stan and Stockholm from a tour guide's perspective. Thank you to Fran from episode three, where we talked about sustainability and his exciting work at KTH. Big thanks to Vishnu and Veronica from episode four in Gothenburg, where we showcased Molokini Cafe and Volvo Group. And big thanks to Alexandra from episode five, who gave us a taste of summer adventure in a kayak. And of course, my mate Josh from this episode, a freshie to Stockholm from London, who's going to do great things here in Sweden together with Acne Studios and his positive outlook. Thanks to you all. My name is Shiona and I have loved being your host this season and I look forward to speaking to you all again in season two. Until then, have a fabulous summer and hardy bra. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. 
That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com.